coming up. We mourn for him. We still mourn for him. We still grieve, and we still pray that we get our cousin home. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Sylvia McDougald lost her husband, Skip McDougald, more than two decades ago. He was a Buffalo police officer killed in the line of duty in 1997. She was left to raise four children on her own. On April 9th, 1997, Officer Skip McDougald and his partner encountered a suspect stripping a car on Northampton Street. As they approached, the suspect fired, striking both officers. And in an age when bulletproof vests were not mandatory, the round to McDougald's chest was fatal. He left behind a wife and four children. Sylvia McDougald still wears her wedding ring and a special pendant around her neck in the shape of a police badge. After my husband was killed, I had all my children, one made like a badge to wear around their neck. And on the back of this, you can't see it, but it's his date of death on it, April 9th, 1997, and it's his name on his skip. So it's just, I just keep it close to my heart. He's always gonna be a part of my heart no matter what. Because he's, you know, he protected me and he's still taking care of me even though he's gone. The man convicted in the murder of Officer Skip McDougald remains behind bars. But his attorney now says there's new evidence that should clear his client's name. It'll be up to a judge in Buffalo to decide if that man should get a new hearing in the case. We are going to be arguing that there should be a full hearing and that the full facts that were behind Jonathan Parker's conviction be exposed for what they are, which were made up testimony based upon threats by an officer who has already been convicted of doing exactly the same thing in another case. There was ample evidence to convict convict Jonathan Parker 25 years ago. Nothing has changed to this day. Jonathan Parker is a convicted cop killer um, who deserves to spend the rest of his life in jail, and I will do everything to ensure he does spend the rest of his life in jail. I'm joined now by Danielle Church at WGRZ in Buffalo. Danielle, thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's go back to April of 1997 when a Buffalo police officer was shot. Tell us what we know about what happened. So April 1997, two Buffalo police officers are on or near Northampton Street in downtown Buffalo, and they think they see a suspect stripping a stolen car in the area, so they approach the suspect, and that person begins to fire at them. And then so Officer Charles, or Skip McDougald, ended up being killed, and Officer Michael Martinez, his partner, was injured but did survive. And then a year later, 19-year-old Jonathan Parker was sentenced to life in prison without parole for uh, the murder of McDougald. All right, so Jonathan Parker, this 19-year-old, gets life in prison without parole. He's been behind bars now for decades. But the very latest development on this case is that a judge today will make a ruling because a motion has been filed. Tell us more about what's been going on. I spoke to uh, the Erie County District Attorney. His name is John Flynn uh, about this, and he said that a year ago a 440 motion was filed. And the way he explained it is that there's two parts to it. And the first is that uh, in 2019, the U.S. Supreme Court decided a defense attorney cannot say anything to admit his or her client's guilt when they plead innocence over and over again. And what happened in Parker's trial in 1998 
in the closing arguments, his defense attorney, who at the time was James Harrington, Harrington said that his client had recklessly caused the murder of McDougal. So nowadays you wouldn't be allowed to say something like that. So Flynn's argument for that is that, you know, it's not retroactive. It can't go back in time. But, of course, this is something they're trying to fight with the 440 motion. The second part of the 440 motion is now there's two witnesses who, back in the trial in 1998, when they testified, they had said they saw Parker in or near Northampton Street. 25 years later, and they're now coming forward and saying, actually, we never saw him in that area, and they're blaming it on police pressure at the time. So that's another part of why Parker's family, uh, I spoke to his cousin, says, you know, he should deserve a fair trial over again or be acquitted or uh, have his conviction overturned. So, again, we're going to find out if he gets that hearing later today. Okay, so two witnesses recanting their stories, that seems significant. And then th- this this notion that the attorney or, or the fact that the attorney actually alluded to his client being guilty when he was saying he was innocent just seems kind of surprising. I can't say I, I'm familiar with that in any court case that, I, that I've seen. Uh, I think that's going to be a really significant part of whatever this judge decides uh, later today. Danielle, I believe in your interview with his attorney, he also references something about an officer who made up evidence and threats. Can you tell us anything more about that, or did the attorney elaborate on that? He didn't go too into detail. I don't know which officer he's specifically referencing, um, but I'm sure more details will come out you know, in this hearing and uh, the case going forward. And really, the decision today, what is the judge deciding? I mean, it's just whether to start looking into this again and whether he might get a chance at who knows what it might be, uh, another trial or maybe even something more significant for for Jonathan Parker. Yeah, it sounds to me, after speaking with his defense attorney as well as uh, the DA here, is that this is a hearing that will ultimately decide whether nothing happens at all and Parker continues to spend the rest of his life in prison or if there's a chance that, you know, someday he may, you know, get parole or just get uh, another trial because it sounds like the thing that his defense attorney and his family wants the most is him to get this fair new trial because his first one, according to them, was not. So if he gets this hearing, it sounds like he's going to really be able to put it out all on the table, and then, of course, the judge will decide what to do moving forward. In those 25 years, unfortunately, we have lost many family members, but unfortunately, he lost a child. He lost a daughter, and he was unable to attend her funeral services. So on one side, you've got this family of a Buffalo police officer who was shot and killed in the line of duty back in 1997, saying there was ample evidence and this guy should be behind bars for the rest of his life. But now you've got a defense attorney who's saying, well, we need to take another look at this. And a man who was 19 years old back in 1997, who spent decades behind bars. And as I understand it, he's lost family members during that time. And a lot of his life has gone by 
while he's been while he's been there. Right, exactly. So depending on whatever comes out of this hearing, that's going to probably be the next story moving forward. If he does get a hearing, it's talk to his family and then also talk to, you know, McDougal's widow because, you know, she had, I watched an old video uh, of an interview that she did uh, the day that she they got the verdict, and it sounded like she was a little relieved. Of course, she doesn't have her husband anymore, so she's never going to completely be over that. But um, I think whatever she has to say based on what's going to happen later is going to be interesting. All right, we'll keep an eye on this case. Danielle Church at WGRZ in Buffalo. Thanks so much for talking to us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Daily Crime, a podcast from Vault Studios. Be sure to check out our other podcasts, including Bardstown, The Officer's Wife, and our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.